Doc, it was so scary, nothing made sense in that dream. Ace Fraley was playing a Stratocaster, and Angus Young had a Les Paul. It's madness! In a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll! Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to, yes, the sad and tragic end of summer. Summer is unofficially over. Can you believe it? It just went by, like, so fast. It's over, unofficially, but you get the point. That's right. We are. This is the day after Labor Day. Well, we're doing this show in the last few hours of Labor Day, but it's for your, your day after Labor Day's celebration of what? Well, football's back, you know. The NFL kicks off this week, right, which is good. Uh, college football officially got underway, I think, last this past weekend, although technically there were some big games or some games uh, the week before. But, um, you know, so there's we can celebrate something. And we can always celebrate rock and roll. This is the rock and roll celebration show. You know that. That's why you're here. That's why we're all here. But, uh, yes, it is. Uh, we hope you had a great Labor Day weekend unfortunately summer is unofficially over so yes you can hear it in my voice no it was a great summer we got to see the stones the rolling stones i but i'm i'm like out of memory on my phone i don't know how that's even possible because i shot so much video from the rolling stones show and we saw iron maiden that was great too we saw blondie and, and elvis costello so we saw some really good shows and and i also went to the made in america festival this weekend on Saturday, well, I, I went there covering it for a, an assignment for work, but it was it was great. It was really cool. Um, I, although I have to say, I did not know any of those performers. I mean, this was like, <laughs> yeah, I did not know any of those. What's that that bit on like um, Family Guy where they have that award show and nobody knows any of the artists, right? It's like the, was it the Kids Choice Awards or something? Remember, remember that? Mr. Producer, who we don't give a microphone to, you you do remember that, yeah. Like everybody, all these kids are cheering for artists who you don't you don't know who they are. So anyway, I'm I'm talking to and and nobody there on Saturday was over the age of 25. I think I was the oldest person there, probably, next to Jay Z, who actually was on a golf cart and whizzed right by us. Well, not I mean, <laughs> um, scooted past us. Okay. Um, that word has several meanings. Um, drove quickly by us with an entourage, you know, because and, and and that's been the thing lately. That's been how we, you know, every when I say lately, I mean every year. So the Made in America Festival, Jay Z curates it. Started out in I think 2012. I covered the first two, first three really, um, and you had a lot more rock and roll back then. That was the thing. I mean, I saw Pearl Jam. There, so there, there's um, it's it's there's three stages. Uh, you know, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, the Art Museum, you've seen Rocky. We call it the Rocky Steps, but it's really the steps to the Philadelphia uh, Museum of Art. 
uh, we call it Philadelphia Art Museum. Anyway, so there's the Rocky Stage, which is set up along the steps over there, which is at night. It's a popular hangout for kids and whatever, and people just, and tourists doing what they're doing. So there was this, the stage over there. And then we had the, um, there was the Freedom Stage and the Liberty Stage. So, you know, one band was, one artist was on each stage at one time, which is kind of cool, which was kind of like the old Monsters of Rock Festival. I remember Dave Murray from Myron Maiden, uh, saying at one point, like, you know, you know, everybody, you know, so one minute you're at the front of the stage, next next minute people are at the back of the stage. One band goes on, you look this way, then they're done. Another band goes on that way, you look that way. And it's, so it's kind of, it was that idea. Although people could, there was a lot more walking room for people to get around and go to different places. Um, but uh, but I, so the average age, I'm, it's probably more 23, 23 years old. And I was interviewing these these young people, and, and they were all about these artists that I've never heard of. Juice World, uh, you know, and my my coworker uh, called them Juice Boys by accident. <laughs> you know, it just it's like you can tell it wasn't it it wasn't his genre. I'm not making fun, by the way. I mean, I'm sure these guys are you know all these groups are very talented people. Actually, one singer, Georgia Smith, spelled J O R J A. Georgia Smith, she's outstanding. She's one of my, she was probably my favorite artist that, you know, that's where I saw the Gibson Les Paul on stage when the band, when her band was setting up and I said, maybe there's a little rock and roll here, but no, they play rock and roll without, you know, they, they play Les Pauls for other stuff too. So, you know, whatever, that's not, it doesn't belong, you know, exclusively to rock. There was uh Bazzi or Bazzi, never heard, not sure, don't know them, Anderson Pack or Pack, uh, and the Free Nationals, never heard of them. Um, uh, Dominic Fike, Pink Sweats. Um, the next night, it was uh, Grace Carter. Not sure who that is. Uh, maybe a relationship to Jay Z. Um, there's, I don't know. There's IDK, literally an act. I don't. Uh, IDK, uh, Yoshi Flower, Ninety Nine Neighbors. Uh, we do know that um, Cardi B was the headliner for the first night. Travis Scott was the headliner for the second night. Actually, okay, no, you know what? I Okay, no, um, Lizzo, and I've heard of her, of course. Uh, so some of the people I mentioned on that first night were actually on the second night. Uh, anyway, well, you get the point. You guys get the point. Um, like Jacob Banks, uh, Megan the Stallion. I yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was it was kind of like that. Do we have what's that? What was that Family Guy bit? Do you guys remember that? You, you have to remember that. You know, I'm gonna see if I can. Let me see if it's out there. <laughs> because it just, I mean, you know, for to illustrate. To, I gotta illustrate the point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's out there or not. Maybe not. Uh, okay, maybe this is this. Let's see. Choice Awards. I mean, I turned 18 today. Oh, come on, Meg. You always used to love the Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, ever since Fox pulled this contrived night of <laughs> out of the ass, <laughs> again and on the award show, <laughs> special to you. Coming to you live, it's the Teen Choice Awards. This is the part. Okay, we know them. Every 
<laughs> so you get the point. <laughs> and that's that's what it was. I'm reading these names and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. Uh, you know, Amber Mark, Phantoms, uh, Charlie Bliss. But again, there, you know, it, Cardi B was one of those people too. And I don't really, I mean, I know maybe one song. I know she curses a lot, which is not really my thing. But uh, at least in music. But... <laughs> but <laughs> You know, somebody told me three years ago she was on the, like, she was, like, in the middle of the pack in terms of performers, and now she's, you know, a headliner. So, anyway, no rock and roll, but I remember a time when I saw, um, I mean, it was so cool seeing Nine Inch Nails there, because I, I, I've never seen them before, and it was a great uh, collaboration for them to be on there. It made so much sense. It was awesome. Uh, and then you had, and Pearl Jam was cool, because uh, Jay-Z did a number with them, I think, um... When, when they came out, um, like he came out towards the end and they did a jam, which was, was it worked. It was, it, it, it was cool. It, I, I'd say you can have that. Also, Run DMC, obviously, you know, legendary in their own right, but with what they did um, involving Aerosmith and Walk This Way, you know, of course, they helped uh, revitalize Aerosmith at that time and they made some contributions to rock and hip-hop i mean they really helped forge something that i think was continued continued on by the beastie boys and everything else so you know there was there's been some rock history at the made in america festival but i just gary clark jr played there um, he's more blues he played there a few years back but you know you just don't have enough rock and roll so anyway i was missing the rock and roll but it was it was really funny because all these you know all these these kids were like you know and, and again i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm not laughing at them i'm laughing at the fact that I'm so old you understand I was so ridiculously old and <laughs> I'm sorry I'm still laughing at the family guy bit but but I say this because you know they were so in it like you know everybody was in a juice world and I have never heard of them and I thought I was cool because I know well I know of Taylor Swift and I know of, of um, Ed Sheeran right I know of uh, who's what's the other guy uh, there was, I was just reading about him uh, Sean Mendez, right? So I know those names, but are those like the 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 deep purples of, of that kind of music now? Like are those the leds? Are those like the 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 legends now? They've been around for like three four years, so they're like the you know, the I guess that in, in the pop world that means you're a legend, right? That means you're like an Aerosmith or maybe a Disturbed. Of you know, you've been around for four years, five years might equal fifteen or twenty years, right? In that world, I don't know. I'm just I, I'm trying to figure it out myself anyway folks it listen we <laughs> i promise you i'm not going to talk this is a rock show classic rock show we talk about life too and it was an interesting life experience there um at a, at a showcase where there really wasn't any rock and roll but that's okay um Although I have to say again, going back to Georgia Smith, she did have some, her band had some musical dynamics that were very much like Brian Ferry and, and uh, Roxy Music, a little bit of um, that new wave sound, even a little bit of Cure, the guitar player. I could tell there were some influences there that I knew, or at least it sounded like it. So I liked that, but that's about as much rock as we got. All right, what else we have on tap here? So um, we've got, uh, you know, we've been talking more about uh, musicians who have been involved in politics or making some political remarks and, 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 you know, there's always been this debate about whether musicians should get involved in politics or not, or actors certainly do it. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. Paul Stanley talking about gun control or gun regulation after the uh, the tragic shooting in, in Odessa, uh, Texas. So again, I'm not going to get into politics and certainly give you my views on things. That's not what, it, what the show's here for, but we'll just kind of ease into the idea of, you know, we know that, you know, how 
look at the dynamics of how people feel about musicians getting political. Ted Nugent has always been very political. Some other artists, not so much. Tom Morello, obviously. You know, you've got two different uh, angles there, you know, two different sides, people on different sides. And, and uh, you know, we'll just look at that. But uh, we've got some other, some. we got a bunch of rock and roll news. We've got Tool news out there we're going to get to as well. And uh, some Glenn Hughes news and just uh, great stuff in the uh, main portion of the show so don't worry my friends we may be at the unofficial unofficial end of summer but it doesn't mean the rock and roll celebration will stop anytime soon oh no Hello, friends. Thank you so much for checking out this program. If you want to know more about this show or your host, you can check out DaveKinchin.com for all of the information. Also, find us on social media, Dave Kinchin USA, on Twitter, on Facebook, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. And for the Dave Kinchin Tonight Public Affairs Program, just search Dave Kinchin Tonight on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So this is very cool. Glenn Hughes is now joining or has joined the Dead Daisies, one of many supergroups. By the way, later this week on our next show, actually, we're going to talk about these supergroups, kind of the latest generation of them. It seems like it's a way for veteran rockers to keep out there and, and you know, boost their catalogs while doing new music and and it's cool i think it's really cool so the dead daisies uh is the band that glenn hughes will be uh, taking over the lead vocals of of course he's also um, with black country communion another similar type of group uh so he replaces john karabi who was with the dead daisies for some time uh, there was a statement on the group's website that elaborated on the lineup change this is from blabbermouth uh, the Dead Daisies are a musical collective whose members come together through a common love for great rock music. The post reads, it's a living, breathing musical organism with the credo, rock is indeed alive and well. From the band's inception, the idea was for members to bring their own ideas to the table, but also have the flexibility to come and go when working on their other projects. It seems like a lot of bands are doing this, so it, it works. It's, it's, a, it's a fluid thing. Uh, both John and uh, Marco talking about uh, the bass player um, uh, Marco Mendoza uh, are and always will be part of the Dead Daisies musical family but at this point in time they have decided to do some work on their own solo projects so it's cool this is a cool thing uh, I'm excited about it you know we're, we're going to have to really check out that you know it's a project I've been meaning to check out and I haven't uh, been able to just haven't quite had the time but we will make the time because after all my my friends that's my job that's what I do and we do this for you of course absolutely um, so we are getting into uh, some tool news as well this is also uh exciting tool has finally released all of their official music videos on youtube um they are continuing to embrace the digital domain uh they have as you recall um not very long ago at all just uh, some weeks ago they 
uploaded their entire musical catalog to streaming devices. So so can, so um, Spotify and and uh, I assume iTunes as well. I've been listening to them on Spotify. In addition to the new record Fear Inoculum, which could go to number one, by the way, uh, according to uh, some early speculation, it could go to number one on the charts. I think it should. It's fantastic. It's still I'm still working my way through it. I've heard it in its entirety already and it's brilliant 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 but i'm going back now to listen to the nuances some that are typical in in, in classic tool which is great um, but then some things that are very new and very different i've got to tell you that chocolate chip trip drum solo just saying that three times fast chocolate chip trip <laughs> um the danny carey drum solo somebody said it sounds like an alien trying to play the drums but it's it's you know, like like if one of the aliens from, um, what was it, from Rosetta Stoned, right, that song, if they're out there playing the drums, then then that's what it would probably sound like. No, it's, it's really good. Uh, so anyway, Tools videos for uh, Anima, Sober, Schism, Vicarious, and some others, uh, which include titles that... You know, uh, I don't want to say them here, but <laughs> but um, you know those songs. Uh, they are out there online too. So that's uh, that's some news uh, as far as uh, Tool. Um, so getting into and again, I, we're not going to get heavy into politics on this show. I promise you. Um, but getting into thoughts about um, musicians and politics, uh, it's been the latest story comes from uh, Paul Stanley here, who was really uh, did not mince words did not hold back at all when talking about reacting to the the shooting in Odessa he tweeted out a picture uh, which looks like it could show maybe one of the victims uh, in this case or at least a crowd gathering around someone that could be one of the um, the victims and he says uh, we don't have this is on Twitter now this was um, over the weekend okay so Paul Stanley says we don't have we don't have more crazy or mentally unstable people in the US what we do do have our commonplace mass shootings with automatic and semi-automatic high-powered firearms that cannot be disputed tell me what we and our government must do prayers and sympathy are not enough uh, and then he continues in caps here I don't know the answer uh, then back to lowercase, but I'm asking for everyone's thoughts. Anyone who thinks I should, quote, stay in my lane should leave now. This is my house. Uh, my is in all caps. Um, if you do have opinions, why shouldn't I? In this case, I will leave up some... Uh, in this case, I will leave up some of those dopey comments for your enjoyment. Uh, not again. So he, there's been some back and forth, apparently, uh, from some people uh, here. And so there's one person who, um, uh, let me see here, uh, Kimberly Morin. I guess she's a, uh, a uh, looks like a conservative uh, commentator. Uh, she said, all that LSD you probably did way back when has obviously rendered your brain uh bleeping will say useless you clearly know nothing about firearms nor do you know a damn thing about the firearms used by these killers okay so uh, looks like she's a conservative commentator and paul stanley writes back by clearly your last name should have been spelled moron now go away okay well and there's been i think there's been some other stuff uh have there been some other Remarks. I think that was the only kind. There might have been some interactions. I mean, sometimes you have to go scroll through the, the threads here. Um, 
Yeah, there's been a bunch of chatter. One person says, say it louder. Somebody says, shout it out loud <laughs> to Paul. Um, there's all kinds of comments on here. I don't really see one guy from Detroit. Oh, boy. He says, love guns are the only guns that should be easily accessible. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, they're working in some of the songs here. So it's, and that's a guy from Detroit, apparently, according to his uh, his avatar, the old English D for the Detroit Tigers. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kiss... Tiger Stadium, uh, June 1996, the reunion. No one will ever forget that. So anyway, my point here is to, you know, that's just giving you a snapshot on what's on of what's on Twitter. And, you know, there's been a lot of, of folks who have been very vocal about things. Uh, Tom Morello has been another person who's had a lot of opinions about uh, politics, more from the liberal uh, standpoint of, of things, uh, as, as some political observers might say. And, of course, uh, Deadly Tedly Ted Nugent has... Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Tom Morello tweeted out, retweeted this, the cutest thing here, um, with so much trouble in the world, occasionally let's enjoy a good puppy, and there's this, uh, it's, this is awesome, um, it's, uh, the, the, okay, so the account is Cute Dog Forest, and it shows a, a guy golfing with his dog, and, uh, the dog, uh, takes the ball, which is close to the hole, picks it up and drops it in. <laughs> and then the dog's running around happy. It, it, that was really cool. That's really cool. We do need more love like that in the world. So Tom Morello tweeting that out. So people like Tom Morello who are more from the, the left-wing perspective of things than Tom or Ted Nugent. Uh, and by the way, they've jammed together. So it shows that, you know, people from the right and people from the left can play guitar together or get together and, and not hate each other like it seems like everywhere else in the world that goes on. Um... You got Ted on the right, you know, who's a big hunter and very conservative about a lot of things. Let me see if he tweeted out anything about this. Uh, not he, Ted hasn't tweeted since July. Wow. Uh, he's okay. Yeah. So no, never mind. Ted hasn't tweeted anything about that. But, um, you know, the question a lot of people have said, well, you know, should rock stars get political? Should they not get political? Some of these uh, music blogs, they talk about music and they only post a story when somebody like, I guess, Corey Taylor or, oh, I don't know, Sebastian Bach or anybody gets makes a political statement or a political opinion. And it is newsworthy if somebody famous says something that's, that makes news or has an opinion on something. To an extent, sure, it is, it is newsworthy. Uh, so I guess my question is, uh, you know, the questions that people ask is, you know, what, you know, as Paul Stanley said, you know, alluding to staying in one's lane, should musicians stay in their lane or should they have opinions? Um, and I think the question ultimately is, you know, certainly they have a right to free speech. They work in the realm of free speech. And, and ultimately you have to kind of see, and I'm not necessarily taking a position on this one way or another, but I think there's a consensus of people out there that say, well, it's certainly the fans who will have the ultimate determination of, you know, like, are they going to continue, continue to buy somebody's music if they have an opinion one way or will they continue uh, or will they, uh, you know, will it have a different effect? I know some people who are pretty liberal, but they really like Ted Nugent. You know, I know some people who are pretty conservative and they like Tom Morello. Do you remember when Paul Ryan, who was at the time running for vice president in 2012 on the Republican ticket, of course, um, you know, eventual speaker of the House, but do you remember when Paul Ryan said he liked Led Zeppelin and he liked Rage Against the Machine? Let me let me find that quote because Tom Morello just went after uh, Paul Ryan on that. Let me see. Uh, it's uh, Paul 
Ryan. Uh, we'll find an old article uh, and rage. Let's see. Yeah, because I, I just I remember this like okay, it was August sixteenth, uh, twenty twelve, and uh, Tom Morello said Paul Ryan is the embodiment of the music of the machine our music rages against. I knew that was the exact, I was almost going to paraphrase the quote. It was right there in my mind. I was pretty close, I got to say, but we got it right here. So uh, what happened here was Paul Ryan's love of rage against the machine. This is from Rolling Stone uh, in August, August 16th, 2012. Paul Ryan's love of rage against the machine is amusing because he is the embodiment of, okay, so this is a, Tom Morello actually wrote this, a whole piece on this uh, in uh, Rolling Stone. Uh, he's the embodiment of the machine that our music has been raging against for two decades. Charles Manson loved the Beatles but didn't understand them. Governor Chris Christie loves Bruce Springsteen but doesn't understand him. And Paul Ryan is clueless about his favorite band, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Ryan claims uh, that he likes Rage's sound but not the lyrics. Well, I don't care for Paul Ryan's sound or his lyrics. He can like whatever band he wants, uh, but his guiding vision of shifting revenue uh, more radically to one, the 1% is antithetical uh, to the message of rage. So anyway, um, you get the point. There's, um, it, it's, and, and by the way, do you remember when Kiss was inducted? See, it all comes back together here. When Kiss was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you had, it was an interesting thing to see, to watch the video and see Gene Simmons, who is arguably conservative. He's made some very conservative views and, and opinions out there, right? And Tom Morello gave this incredible, fiery, passionate speech about why Kiss should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and so Gene went over and you could tell thanked him. But here is, you know, Gene who's, you know, embraced the 1% and, you know, Gene who uh, puts a patent or if he can on anything, right? And and then Tom Morello who's very hard left on things. And, and here they're having a chat and it's cordial and they're getting along, but you know, observers who note the political differences they have say, gee, you know, this is this is an interesting thing. You know, they're bound together as brothers in rock and roll. So it, it's proof that, you know, people can come together with differing ideas. And I think that's a great thing. Um, but you just don't, it seems like today you only see that maybe in music. Um, how am I doing, Mr. The producer man? with no microphone. Am I, 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 we're not getting too, am, am I good? I'm not getting too political. Jury's out. You're taking a poll. We don't need polling on this show. Then, then you only get more political. Do a Taylor poll. Let's call everybody named, <laughs> named Taylor <laughs> or something or, or Smith or Harris. I don't know. <laughs> I amuse myself, my friends. Um, so it seems like in the music world, um, you can have, okay, but then again, there's the, this is, remember the Dixie Chicks example, where they said, we're ashamed that George W. Bush, George H, no, George W. Bush, they, um, they're ashamed that he's from Texas, remember? And then all of a sudden, the Dixie Chicks disappeared. They were gone. Like it was, they just imploded, is what it seemed like. So maybe there are limits to what people can say, you know, what musicians can say when it comes to politics and, and how it might impact them. But overall, I think uh, from what I've seen, fans of a band, they don't generally mind the, I think a lot of rock and roll people aren't necessarily political. 
you know, at least, I mean, I don't know many heavy metal people, heavy metal fans who are always on Facebook, you know, tweeting out different things, at least, you know, but there's some, but there's not a lot, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, I could be wrong about that, but just from what I've seen it from the people I know who are big heavy metal fans, they're not necessarily always political, but there's exceptions. Um, it seems like people aren't going to abandon their favorite musician knowing where they stand on issues if, if they have disagreement. Especially, I think part of that is, like everybody's known for years, for decades, that Ted Nugent's been, is a conservative. So nobody, you know, I mean, that's not news to anybody. So maybe there's newer people who would be turned off, you know, and kind of like his music than hear his opinions and say no thanks. Or maybe the same might be true for someone on the right who discovers, you know, Rage Against the Machine and say, oh, you know, I like the music, but I don't like the lyrics at all, whatever. But largely for the classic fans of uh, rock musicians who have had political opinions that may be uh, may contrast with them it seems like they don't really care if the music's good they like the music some people would just rather hey don't talk about politics just play the music play your instrument whatever it all depends I guess right I, I will try to cover all the bases here fairly but I do think I'm encouraged by the fact that in music it seems like that's the one place where overall in rock and roll overall this is just my opinion there's you know, fans don't have to agree with the political opinions of their favorite artist. And that doesn't seem to nuke the possibility of supporting them, buying their records, and seeing them in concerts. So, unity in rock and roll, hey, let's take it if we can get it. take it easy in there the the producer's going crazy he's thinking that we're losing listeners because we talked about politics we did not get political we talked about people talking about politics there's a different we didn't we didn't even talk about politics we talked about people talking about politics there's a difference right everybody relax i've got my tea here i'm feeling great get some tea whatever it is uh some libations relax everything is fine we are not we did we're not going overboard in the realm of 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 uh politics okay no we celebrate everybody here we celebrate life and people and love of music and it's <laughs> Yeah, you were nervous. You were nervous in there. I could see you were all freaking out. Your hand was shaking. You were about to hit the wrong button and cut the show off early. Don't lie, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway, folks. All right. Um, so it is. Uh, we are back. I uh, hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. And we are back uh, Tuesday night, uh, it looks like at this point, talking about those great super groups that we are seeing, not the legendary ones, but the newer ones that we're seeing coming up, legends that are forming new groups now, side projects, kind of fluid groups. They'll do a side project with a super group, then go back to their main band or do something solo. It's a new thing in recent years. It's very, very cool. We will dive into that, give you some big names and uh, break it all down and tear it up. But then you gotta, I guess you have to break it. Do you break it down first and then tear it up? Or then you, I don't know. Anyway, I, yeah, okay. Next show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>